0: What up, people? On this edition of Needing Unfiltered, we have a boxer, a boxing commentator, a boxing trainer, a rapper, a basketball player, a businessman, and an all-around bad motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, Roy Jones Jr. What up, sir? What's up, brother? Hey, good, good. Thanks for coming doing? on, man. I'm good, man, hey, and this is, hey, nope. this is a this is this a, is a pleasure. Like it's an honor and a pleasure, man, to have you on, brother. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate that. I want to start off. I got one question. How did you get dual citizenship I, I, with 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 Russia of all places? We'll get to the other <laughs> stuff, but that, I want to start. I read that. I was like, Russia of all places. <laughs> like, but
1: well, uh, Russia, Russia loves Russia. Yeah. So because they're so deep-headed in boxing, it's like 95% of the population know Roy John Cena. Yeah. Back when it was communist back in the 90s,
0: they
1: only had um, a few fights that they could get to watch TV. Because they had a couple of channels, government channels mainly. But they could get HBO back when I was in my prime. So 95% of the followed fear in the 90s, which I was of a decade. Okay. Since so many of them knew who I was, one of the guys told me, she look at maybe becoming a citizen here. They loved you that much." When I got over there and realized it, I was like, "Wow, who would have ever thought that a black man would become a Russian citizen? I yeah. never thought I was going to be a black Russian. <laughs> I never, I knew myself. I never thought I would become. Oh, so yeah. it was like it was one of those incredible things that God put in front of you that you have this opportunity. You're going to turn it down because of what people think." Yeah. Or you're going to just capture the, uh take advantage of the opportunity and be happy. So I took advantage yeah. of the opportunity and I'm happy. They love me. I love them. So it's like, what's.
0: Already. That's what's up. No, that's, I just thought that I found that amazing, man. So I thought that I'd get that out the way because that was one of them questions that things you see and you can't believe it and makes all the sense yeah. in the world to me. So that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start off early, Thank man. You grew up in a boxing family. Your pops box, Um, he put the gloves on you early, or is it or it was something that was his pops into it, or or did it start with your pops? Or how did uh, how did you get started? Or, 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 or should I say, how did your pops get started in it?
1: My father started in job core. guy's high school went to job core. He started boxing. Uh, One of his trainers was the late, great uh, Sarge Johnson, who died in a plane crash with the 1980 Olympic team. And in
0: 1980,
1: the whole Olympic boxing team had a plane crash and died. Sarge Johnson was in that group. But that's who taught my dad the fundamentals of boxing. When he came back, you know, I didn't know my dad boxed. I started boxing at age 10. I didn't know my dad even boxed until I got about 13. So he trained me, but I didn't know he was a boxer. I just thought he knew how to fight. So anyway, as a young kid, my father would get down on his knees. He always had boxing equipment around. So I loved boxing well, so he would get down on his knees and box me. Every night, he beat me up and make me quit. Uh, make me lose, make me cry. Never quit, make me cry. But every day, the next day, my mom would beg me, don't box your daddy tonight. And all day in school, the next day, all I could think about was how I was going to try to beat my dad when I got home. And I was about like six years old. So this happened wow. when I was about six to about nine. Every day, my mom would Begged me because you know, I'm going to be crying, snotty nose, mad, upset, enraged. I can't win, but in my mind, I always thought I could win. So, uh, after going through that for so long, I guess he realized I didn't have any quitting me. So, when I got 10, he let me start boxing. But the reason I, I really wanted to box was I saw him watch Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier, and when he was watching that fight, he was so into what Muhammad Ali was doing. Yeah, and I felt like if somebody taught me how to use my hands, I could do what Muhammad Ali was doing with his mind because my mind worked similar to his. Mm-hmm. I love aggravating and agitating people. <laughs> All I saw Muhammad Ali doing was aggravating people, get them to a point where they're so <laughs> upset that they show everything they're going to do. And because he knew how to box, he was beating them. But he was mm-hmm. beating them with his mind first. So I said, wow, if somebody teaches me how to, how to use my hands, I can do that. And that's what made me think I could box. That's how I knew boxing was for me.
0: Oh wow, you knew that at an early age then. Yeah. Most people don't don't figure out how to agitate people and how to get <laughs> up under people's skin at an early age, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a talented gift, man. Like to be that to be that knowledgeable yeah. of, of how knowing you are as a kid. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. So you um like some of some of gifts early. Yeah, so, so you um, golden gloves and all that stuff as a kid, correct? Like golden gloves, the world yep, championships, all that. all that. And one and, National Golden
1: Gloves, yeah.
0: Okay, and then it was time to go to the Olympics. So yeah, I'm saying, you know, we got to get into it. It was time to go to the Olympics. It was a sole career, right?
1: Yep, sole yeah. career.
0: And you get the silver medal. And, yeah. and the boxer that you fought, well, what did he tell you when you um, when he fought you? What did the boxer tell you when he fought you? Like after the fight for the um, silver and gold medal? Um,
1: I, I asked about the fight, did he think he won the fight? He said, no, he know he didn't win the fight, but he didn't judge, the judge did. So after that, yeah. I had to leave him alone because had he told me he thought he won the fight, he was going to fight again. Right? <laughs> but he said, he know he didn't win the fight. So I, I do him, you know?
0: Yeah, so it was that big of a, like, some of the communist countries didn't, like, they weren't messing with you, right? Like, they they really, like, no. voted against no. you because of where you was from.
1: No, some, more about something that happened at the 1984 Olympics in L.A. I don't know, I never figured out what that was, but evidently something happened to them in the 84 Olympics when we hosted the Olympics in uh, Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. and they had a vengeance against for that, and they vowed to get somebody back. I just happened to be the one that it fell on. But to be honest with you, Kenyon, the, the best thing for me is that it happened to me because I was the youngest guy on the team, on the boxing team. But I was the one guy who had been through it enough that I could handle that and rebound from it and would have not the knowledge enough to take that and use it as fuel in my tank yeah. instead of uh, a reason to quit. Because right away I said I was going to quit fighting. When I got back home, and I saw the kids that worked out with me in my gym. They looked at me like they couldn't believe that I said I was going to quit because I always encouraged everybody else never to quit. So when I saw that in their eyes, I knew that God had put me on a mission and I had to start that boxing. And that's what really prepared me to become Pound Pound, the fighter of the nine is the best fighter of fighting because I wanted to prove that. They gave me the Farah Walker Cup, which is the most outstanding boxer yeah. in the Olympics, which means you're the best amateur boxer in the, world at the time. But I wanted to prove that I truly was pound for pound the best part of that. And that's what I did.
0: Yeah, because everybody that wins that award wins the gold medal, correct? So you're the first boxer not yeah, to exactly. win the gold to win that award, right?
1: I think I think it was me and one more guy because I saw this, it was, I was the second guy to win a silver medal okay. and win the Val Walker Cup. So it's another guy in history okay. and they probably did the same thing too. But what happens Gosh. is it hurts the integrity of the sport because amateur boxing in the Olympics has took a nose dive since then. We probably yeah. it's been a while since we had a guy on the guy team to even get a medal in the Olympics because of how bad the integrity has gotten.
0: You know, it's been some bad dudes come from these waters, man. Yeah. They can they can get it in after you, and for them to be you you know, like you said, the integrity, yeah, the integrity of the sport, man, is taking a taking a hit because of things like that. Like that's wild. Um, you went from went on Big from tack. that yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah you went on from that to be a champion four different weight classes. Um, not, not a lot of people hold their feet. Um, that's just um, a testament to the hard work and, and the ass kicking that you did for decades, man like um, you know I'm a 90s baby. <laughs> I, I grew up in Dallas watching boxing here and there, hearing your name early on when I was in high school. And was able to get a couple of tapes of friends and then watch some HBO fights early on, man. And I was like, yo, who is dude? Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, he, he got it. And <laughs> like 94, I think you won Fight of the Year in 94. You, uh, I was a sophomore in high school then. So I was able to catch a lot of the yep, fights then. Yep. Um a few of my friends had HBO. I'm so we couldn't afford it. So a few of my friends had HBO. So I was able to go over there and piggyback and watch some fights, man. So that was right. Yeah, that was a highlight, man. Like that was a that was a real <laughs> highlight for me, man, watching you put on Thank what you brother. did, man. And so I watched you, you do a lot
1: just, in your own career too. Oh. Even at Cincinnati, I watched yeah. you. I watched you for a long I'm time.
0: Already, brother. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Hey, yeah, Getting in around the same time, time. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you better believe uh, I, uh, <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, um, your dad was a boxer. He also was a Vietnam vet, um, won the Bronze Star uh, for Valor, um, showed courage, taking people in on his own wing, rescuing people and all that. He learned like a lot of tough values in being in the service, and he, um, from what I read, that he translated um, a lot of that tough-nose military style into parenting. How did his tough love? around the house in the way that he was with you, how did that affect your career in a positive way?
1: Well, it affected me because it made me understand that when I got old enough, I had to get the hell out of there and I couldn't come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that kind. <laughs> Having him around, I can only imagine, like, the things that, that he had, that he put you through. Like, he was trying to get the best out of you, trying to get you to become a man, but at the time, I'm pretty sure you was like, man, this is like, I don't know where this coming from. Like, it, it's, I thought you loved me. <laughs> it's, a thin line between, it, it's a thin line between becoming a man and
1: breaking a man, you feel me? And I had to realize yeah. that that was what I was being borderline. It was almost, I was almost about to get broke. And I watched them break so many guys when I was growing up. Some many the guys that came up before me, I watched when they get 17, 18 years old or near about to their adulthood, they would get broke mentally and they had to. Them. Or to stay around him, or they couldn't stay. And I knew that one day I was about to go because I wasn't gonna break mentally. So God gave me the strength to keep it strong the whole time. I, I stayed strong by the grace of God. And when I got time to go, I just had to go.
0: So you sparred against Sugar Ray, like, so was that early on, or was that like when that when you was becoming a pro? Like, was that before you got your stripes? Right. Like, was
1: before before I got all my stripes, I was seventeen. I had won one two national tournaments. And, uh, I got, got a chance to go spar in his gym, and he sparred with us. He sparred with myself, Lamar Parks, and Jerome McCredder. So he sparred with three of us, and it was really interesting. I think I did better than everybody else did, but he they called me an old man after that. They said I knew more for the age than the average person knew at that age in boxing, so he was calling me an old man. His brother Roger Leonard started calling me the old man.
0: Oh, right, that's what's up. Yeah, you 17 sparring against a legend, and I'm pretty sure like you. If you was fighting the way I saw you fighting at 17, hands down, hand speed, footwork, so similar to him. I'm saying similar (laughs) to Sugar Ray. Uh, I can only imagine him looking at you as a 17-year-old kid, like
1: this
0: boy got something.
1: Yeah, he was very similar in my career too because he also gave me a lot of ideas and taught me a few things along the way. He taught me about the hook to the head, hook to the body that carried me a long way. And I always used it because I got it from him. So, uh, you know, he was a very good guy very instrumental guy, and I still to this day, always look up to Sugar Atlanta because he was somebody who carried the game for a while too.
0: Yeah, he, he couldn't, but he just couldn't teach that um, um, that hook to the body, and hook to the head to anybody. You know what I'm saying? You had to have the, the, the skill set and the speed nah. to pull that off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because once time, because we all know once that body shot come, you got to be able to either get out of the way or you got to throw something else behind myself. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> better beat it <laughs> so just, you grew up in the um, in the, in the heart of your career well I'm saying with a few legends uh, as well as yourself as Bernard Hopkins and James Tony. Um, your first fight would be hot it was early on not a lot of people knew that you guys had fought like that came around um, the game later who only knew as Bernard Hopkins being in that weight class but not knowing that you dominated that weight class for uh, forever, basically, you know what I'm saying? Them guys were bad, but you came along and you showed guys what it was, fighting B-hop, B-hop in 93, yeah. Oh yeah, you broke your hand leading up to the fight. It's kind of unheard of, like for you to come into the fight with your hand broke, knowing, no, 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 knowing that happens during the fight, but you coming into the hand with an injury, most yeah. dudes would have called it off, man. Yep. Yeah. I'm not most dudes. <laughs> oh, we know that shit. Listen, you ain't got to tell me, that. You are preaching to the choir, but <laughs> listen. Yeah. Saying, but you ain't from the new generation. Know what I'm saying you're a fighter, but you knew what the nah, what the nah, stakes most... were at the time. I'm pretty sure.
1: And I had a military father who wasn't gonna take much as an excuse. So you don't make excuses where I was from. So if your hand ain't completely off, you need to go ahead and fight. But I knew mm-hmm. I had enough not enough knowledge to uh, outsmart B-Hop the first time. And I told my friend Derek Gaynor that I could beat him with one hand. He was like, no, you should pull out the fight. I said, no way. What if I don't get the opportunity again? I said, so I got to take it now while I'm getting the opportunity. And that's what I did. And I took full advantage of it and won the fight.
0: Thank God. Yeah, because the politics of boxing ain't no telling when y'all got to get this thing on again. Click over to GreyGoose.com and grab a Grey Goose Holiday Punch Cocktail Kit. The Grey Goose Holiday Punch Cocktail Kit will be delivered to your door and it comes with everything you'll need to make a holiday punch. Grey Goose Vodka, pomegranate juice, sweetened black tea, Martini Rossi Prosecco, and even the garnishes. The perfect gift for the person who has everything, like me. Save yourself the time and house of shopping in person and let only the best vodka Grey Goose do the work for you. Sip responsibly. Imported by Grey Goose Import Company, Coral Gables, Florida, Vodka, forty percent alcohol by volume, distilled from French wheat. I remember this fight vividly. I remember the James Tony fight. Um, I remember sitting there watching it with the homies right. who I was watching it with. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was that was my first real, real big time boxing. Both guys oh in there, and somebody oh gotta go. Like that's that was my first real experience with that yeah yeah and james tony was arguably people had him pound for pound at the time he was 46 and old and he was and he was and you he came was the in the time the, well that's what they thought that's what they thought on paper yeah.
1: <laughs> well he was he was on paper and he
0: was in action because
1: everybody put in front of him he was beaten so i understood that he was the man but guess what to be the man you gotta beat the man and yeah. i wanted to be the man so i need to see him
0: yeah, oh yes, yeah. So, and oh, you you definitely did that. So let's talk about the infamous, the um, the chicken, the 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 faint, and him trying to mark you, and here come that left hook. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? It was funny because I was just t- talking to my guys in my gym about this the other day. I said, no, it would be times when I would fight, and James would fight a couple months, or a month after me, and I would see James do things that i did in my fight so in other words in my opinion he was copying me okay but i never copied him so i was telling myself if a guy copies you that means that he thinks you're better than him i said so, okay what he was saying and what people were saying to him i know he thought i was better than him so since he was copying me when it came a, a, a pivotal time in the fight where somebody had to take over or somebody had to take leadership and become in control and i had to do something to either gain control or I was gonna lose control. So I said, you know yeah. what? This guy always copies me. Let me see if he'll copy my rooster move. So mm-hmm. I put the rooster move down there and he did. I said, oh, got it. So I put that again. And he went would do it. Bang, left hook, knocked him out the ring. The ring held him up. That so was considered a knockdown. And in fact, that was the beginning of the story. The story goes on from there. Yeah,
0: he would have fell out the ring had them ropes not been there. Like we all we all know that. Like, what's Exactly. Gonna exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you mentioned a rooster move. You chasing roosters and chickens around. Like mm-hmm. let's, like it's just, <laughs> uh, not easy. Um, not your traditional way of training. Nope. Was nope. it your ideal? Was it your pops? Was it your trainers? Was it, like who ideal? Was it your homeboy? Like who ideal was it the? To- I learned it from my pops.
1: And as I learned it, I started understanding how quick they change directions. They're not so much faster than you, just they are change direction. Changing direction is really what's best about a rooster. So yeah. when you chase chasing them, you have to learn how to change directions quick. And you yeah. gotta almost know where they're going because if they get to a certain place, you're gonna lose them. So you gotta be able to change directions and make those adjustments on the fly, just like you do the boxing ring. If you can't right. do that, then you can't fight, in my opinion.
0: I would I would think that would be good for a lot of different sports to be honest with you, but but especially the hand eye coordination thing when it comes to boxing, yep. like yeah, being able to pivot and oh, change and yeah, yeah a lot of more people can benefit from from course of training like that. I'm 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 pretty sure of that. Yeah, that's 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 fucking tough. Yep. <laughs> Chase damn roosters around. They got a problem mm-hmm. chasing <laughs> people around. Damn little roosters. Shit. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the devil and Mr. Jones.
1: I didn't want to fight the dude, man, because he had suffered a broken neck in a car accident. So I didn't uh-huh. want to fight the guy. They kept the man down fighting him. I said, like, I don't really want to fight him. So I told him, I tell y'all what, y'all get my friend Derek Smoker and a, a title shot, or a usb title shot, yeah. I'll take the fight. They went and got my friend a title shot with Graham. My friend beat Harold Graham and became the usb usba featherweight champ
0: so i had to fight the devil i remember Derek gainer too yeah I'm t- i remember him fighting on a few of your cards like that was mm-hmm. yeah i remember all yeah, y'all t- i remember smoke yeah yeah that's right yeah now that's what's up man boys put their boys on man like you know i'm saying they want you to fight this dude no nah, my man need a shot man like that's Let's make this happen. If y'all want me, then y'all do this. Yes. Like, that's, hey, that, that's what's up. That's supposed. was supposed. supposed Boys, supposed to look out for your boy. I was supposed to. Yeah. And they don't all do it no more.
1: But that's what they supposed to
0: do. Oh yeah, they all that for their own hide and their own ass now, man. Like it ain't about helping hey. the next man. It ain't hey. about putting putting a camp on and saying I'm on and you hey. got to try to get on. All right, so let's. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So like I said, you fought in four different weight classes, champion four different weight classes. What do you, how do you think, so, so you fought Antonio Tarver three times, correct? Yeah. The first one you won, and then you went and fought, if I'm not mistaken, you went up to heavyweight and fought, correct? Or you went?
1: No, 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 I fought heavyweight first. Then okay. I came down and fought the first time, I beat him. But I should've stopped fighting for the body because my body was not really, Used to said adjustment, but because I wanted to recapture the light heavyweight title, I yeah. won the first fight on my heart. Second fight I came back because it was a tough fight the first time. They was like, well, fight him again. I'm like, I'm not afraid to fight nobody. So I fought yeah. him again. That's when he caught with a shot and they stopped the fight. I mean, you know, they called it a kill. So he won something by kill. the third one. He won, but I should have won the third one, but it's all good. no. Yeah, yeah was-
0: but, but look, so I want to talk about the second fight and and like you said, your your body wasn't right, and not a lot of people is gonna gonna give you credit you know, for that. that, that, that he, I'm saying he stepped into the ring, so he should have been ready. But we all know, like your weight fluctuating and right. losing, gain and losing, gain and uh, that's gonna have effect on your well being in the ring. To, like you said, now it's You wish you took the time life. off, right?
1: Exactly. That's big that I've been in my whole life. I lost twenty five pounds of muscle before the first fight. All these are the last, the first fight because of my heart and God put me in there to do that to make history. Mm-hmm. So I had to win that first one to make history. Second one, like I said, I should have took a little more time off before I took the second fight because I let my body readjust, but I didn't do it because I didn't realize that it had, had that big of an impact on me. I kind of mm-hmm. knew, but I wouldn't, I was just a warrior. You know what I mean? You said you want to fight me? I'll like, fight, I don't care who it is. so if they still yeah. fight, I'm gonna fight. And that's just what it
0: was. Yeah, so so after you lost the first, like um, um, the Tarva fight, you lost three in a row. And that has some effects, right? Um, the mm-hmm. weight loss and everything, and you being the warrior that you are, you're not letting of your course. body recover the way that you should have. Yeah, because you like, fuck it. I'm, I, I know All me right. and I know what I have in my heart. I can get back out here and do this.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I should've took time off and let my body recover. I should've been a little more like these new age guys. I should've said, you know what?
0: I ain't fit enough where I don't fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick, you know? I'm, I'm yeah. pick and choose who I fight and when I fight. <laughs> I'm gonna fight once a year, I maybe. should have, but I ain't in. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. I, I ain't no, have it, people, should have, but no. I
1: didn't.
0: Have it. People respect. Of- people respect you for getting back in there, bro. Like win, lose, draw. Like people respect your heart, your determination, your will. So people know what yeah. you was built on. Like that wasn't. That's just who I was. And you bounce, yeah, and you bounce back from that. Again, you go and fight Kazaki. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, big time boxing, like, I'm huge. Like, oh, that was a good bump. Like, I'm like, yeah, I wish they, all of them should have fought. So speaking of that, I I never understood the politics of boxing. Cause I'm thinking that, listen, you bad, he bad. You got a belt, he got a belt. Shit, why ain't they fighting? What do you think about the politics of boxing? Is that, well,
1: I don't like it, I ain't like it back then, I don't like it now either because it's like for me, when I fought, I played king of the hill. That's why I didn't have promoters, why I promoted myself. I didn't have managers, I didn't have all that because I didn't believe in middlemen. If you're the man, I need to see you. When I get to be the man, whoever wanna come up this hill, come on, because that's where I play, I play king of the hill. I don't care what your name is, you come up the hill, you gotta get it. I don't care who you was, where you from, what you coming up here for, Every one thing I'm giving out we get up anyway. And that's what yeah. So if yeah. you come up this hill, you're going to get it. I don't count your name here. You know what I mean? But that's how I play Everybody don't play that way. Everybody yeah. wasn't into it the way I was. Everybody didn't take pride and dignity in being the best of their weight class. If you had a belt in my weight class, I don't care what kind of belt it was. If they said, world belt, world champion, I need that. Because I'm yeah. the best in this weight class. They don't believe in being like that anymore. No so nowadays, people don't take it to heart the way I took the to heart. Well, I couldn't sleep at night if it was a guy that they thought was better than me in my weight class. I, it, it was hard me to sleep when James Turner was champ, and he was weight class above me. You understand me? But they were like, he's the yeah. best pound for pound. No, you can't keep saying that around me. I gotta go see, you understand me? Yeah, gotta, not on this corner.
0: This.
1: Think about this. Exactly, yeah. think about this. Triple G set up under Andre Ward for almost five years. And yeah. Andre Ward was the best pound for pound fighter when Floyd was retired. Under the world was always the one pound pound, right? Yeah. So G set up under him at 160 for almost five years. I couldn't have stood there for five months. And they told me, he the best pound for pound? And he don't one quick weight class with me? I got to see him. That's yeah. the difference of me, though, and some of the guys now. They don't take the yeah. heart like I took I couldn't stand we be telling me somebody my weight class was as good as I am or Almost as good as me. No. That
0: wasn't cool to me with me. That wasn't cool at my time. No, and one of us. Yeah, that, and that's what I, and that's what I wanted to hear. That's, that, that's the answer that's I, I was fucking looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the honest that's, the truth that's I was looking left. for, yeah. man. Yeah, nah, because I just couldn't, yeah, that's, yep. uh, that's the way it should be. Like <clears> That's the way it should be in every weight class, all these governing bodies, all these people who say who should fight who. I always revert back to a few years ago when Andre Ward and them did the, what, the Super 8 or Super 6 thing like, like that. Like, we all in this thing, we all got to owe. we all in the same weight class, we all think we the man. Let's see who come out here with our O. Like people have to respect the fact that you represented right. yourself. You know what I'm saying? That you was in there promoting for yourself and not letting other other people dictate your career. Like that speaks volumes Don't for the businessman that you are. He,
1: yeah, if he got a bill, I wrote it. And I already know that, so I know not send
0: me sound. Nobody ain't gonna let me fight him because he with him. No, 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 no. Call me, you can get this. Yeah, <laughs> but you fought some some <laughs> some legends in this thing, man. You fought Trinidad, you fought B Hop twice, you fought yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like you really, like you said, if you want, like if anybody oh, wanted, man, they come man, knock man. and they can get it. That's what I was. Like I said, more people, if more people had that mentality. The Floyd Mayweather's of the world, like I, I, I'm the guy who tell people all the time, like I'm the, I'm the honest police. Was Floyd bad right. man? Absolutely. Did Floyd fight everybody he could possibly fight? No, because no. you can't tell me them last five six years that he went out there and and the guys that was the best in his division, he beat him or fought him. Like he dictated who he fought. People are like, then what you mean? Yeah. I said, okay. Take his y'all can y'all can take all other fights y'all want. Give me give me Floyd's last fight. All them bad ass dudes in that division, and you go. No, I like men Andre men Andre Berto cool, but you go Andre Berto on yeah. your way out. Like nah, like okay, you want to give him some money? All right, <laughs> give him some money. Put him on your card, but don't that 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 can't be your last fight on the way out, bro. Like you supposed to be TBE and. Yeah. All, all this other shit. Like, in my opinion, yeah bro. You, t- 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 you didn't fight. You didn't t- fight them dudes, man. I'm so go out and fight a guy like Conor McGregor, man. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you like, this is a step Owen, in the box world. They, 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 they want a 13 or guy fight 12 It's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it
1: is. He he got yeah, over with
0: yeah, it. Hey, oh no, you, I let you get away with it. I'm they let him. That's just who he is, and they let him get away with it. Yeah. And we all know people gonna get a, it people people gonna do as much as you let them get away with. Just, you give them an inch, they're gonna take a yard. You give them a yep. yard, they but gonna I take <laughs> <be like> that. Let's <laughs> talk about your basketball playing days. You know I gotta ask, yep. you know what I'm saying? What was <laughs> did Roy think he could play at the highest level? I think I could have played the highest level,
1: yes, but what the problem was with me was When I was young, I liked basketball. I wanted to play. My father was a phenomenal basketball player, but he would never teach me to play play basketball because he always wanted me to box.
0: So quite
1: naturally, I wanted to learn how to play basketball. You understand me? So as I got older, I said, if I ever got the opportunity, I was going to learn how to play basketball. So after I got up and became who I was, they had a United States basketball league, and they had a team in Florida. So I said, no, I'm going to try. See if I can make the team. So I went out there, got on the team, and I met so many awesome people, man, through that venture, I met so many great basketball players, and I played so long that I got good. I got good enough to play at the next level. It's just that, like I said, I was still fighting, so I, of course, you gotta dedicate yourself 100% to anything that you're going to be at the top level. At. And I would dedicate myself 100% to basketball. I was just playing good enough to get good enough so that I can hold my own. And I got good enough that I think I could have played at the next level,
0: yes. All right, so let me ask you this. So do you think they? <laughs> That you earned your way or you think they were scared that Roy was gonna whoop their ass that they didn't let him if they didn't let him do what he wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely
1: had to earn my way because they didn't think they didn't think they knew I was not that kind of person. They knew I wanted yeah. to get my stripes the hard way. So they came at me extra hard. Everybody would have blocked my shot, everybody wanted to steal the ball from me, everybody wanted to do anything they could to say they did it to Roy Jones. Because Roy was, you gotta oh. think about now, Roy outside of Mike Tyson was the best dude at the, end the time. You understand me? Yeah. That was in my heyday. So they like, nah, I stole it from Roy you Jr. Know, I did something, you know? Roy, not even best for player, still, that's Roy Jones, you know? So it hit me extra hard. Okay.
0: But it made me I, dumb. I, I just want to make sure that you feel like you earned him. And they was like, shit, that's Roy, man. Like, we got to do this. <laughs> nah, I heard my nah. Already. Nah, I'm nah, saying you done, my souls Already. Uh, who in the boxing game now? If if anyone, because there's no other Roy's, there would never be another Roy. But fighting style kind of resembles some of the some of the things that you were about. Like ain't gonna be no more Roy's. Like I I don't I'm fuck convinced uh, uh, that. like I, I ain't gonna be no more mics, ain't gonna be, no be no more Roys, ain't gonna be no more.
1: I, well, I, I don't think they focus enough on boxing skill right now to be like to be as competent in the ring as I was because I was more of a skillman man than they think I was. They think it was all natural gifts and they think it was because I was talented and gifted and had great reflexes. No, I got more hours of learning and understanding and doing drills and stuff that you do on a daily basis in a boxing ring than anybody on the top 10. Right now, I guarantee you. So it's like, they say, well, who's gonna be next world? Ain't no next one because ain't nobody go through it like I had to go through it. I had a yeah. drill sergeant, an army veteran, drilling me day in and day out, or all this stuff. I already was a great athlete, I already was talented, I already was fast, I already had super reflexes, but when you get a drill sergeant that's your father, that you can't say no to, that's drilling you day in, day out, hours and hours and hours, seven days a week, six hours a day in the gym, every day. How can you tell me it's all it's all it's all uh all oh, athleticism. It ain't no yeah. way. I got years, years of seven days a week, six hours a day, sometimes twelve hours on
0: the weekend. Yeah, that no, that's that's a, that's work. And then it like the no old way. saying go, like like the old saying go, ta- hard works beat talent any day when talent don't work. But if you put that together,
1: remember, when you get, hard, Roy Jones.
0: Oh my God, you get, you get Roy Jones, Jones. You know what I'm talking about. Really? Believe it. And you get a fight and, and copy box can go a whole round without getting punched. That's hard work.
1: Because I got hours, days, years of working on doing that.
0: And then from that, you can go in the booth and make songs. Tell them, I mean, y'all must've forgotten. Huh? Tell them, like. Y'all must have forgot I do this. You better believe it. You're around rappers, you're around other things, and you put this thing on wax. Like, how did other people feel about you making songs about you whooping ass? Like, was it, (laughs) like, did you, well, was other rappers like asking you to make songs for them, like for their entry? Or or it was solely for Roy Jones?
1: It was solely for me. I just did it because I like, listen to songs to motivate me. Then it would become times when I couldn't get the final song to motivate me the way I wanted to be motivated. So I said, take what Ali did. Ali rhymed before he fought. No. Take that and take it all over to the next level. Make whole songs and motivate yourself before you fight. So I did that. And it's funny you say that, Ken, because here the funny thing is, when I fought Montel Griffin, everybody said Montel Griffin gave me a hard time. I told them the song I came out to was a song that I wrote myself. The title of the song was called Patience is the Virtue because mm-hmm. I knew that I was a counterpuncher and he's a counterpuncher. You gotta have patience, then it wear itself down, then I'm gonna take him out. And that mm-hmm. ninth round or whatever round it was, he went down off just my pure pressure, the pressure alone. That's why mm-hmm. I said patience was the virtue. But now, since y'all disqualify me, now y'all gotta make me do it the wrong way. The way that I don't want to do it, but, that's, but I know how to do it that way, too. And that's
0: what happened. You fought 75 fights. Do have have food? Yep. Did you put a no it before you started how many you wanted to fight, or you just you just went with it and be like, I'm going to go as long as I can go?
1: As long as I can go. I was turned 52 years old on 16. And they still trying to fight me. I have a poll from a guy the rest of the day said he want to fight.
0: Are you still actively trying to fight or, or was the Mike Tyson no.
1: exhibition
0: fight was the extent of what that you're trying me. to do right now? That's yeah, the that extent of what i not trying,
1: really trying to do. that, But when the Mike yeah, it's something else, bro. You already yeah. know. you ain't the same yeah. You already know how it is. You're younger than me. You know how it is. You feel me? Yeah. They're like, yeah. you no, know, it ain't. It ain't that easy no more, bro. It ain't like that. So y'all gotta give me money too. Nah, you ain't gotta pay for the fight. You gotta pay me to get in shape now. Cause yeah. I ain't
0: <laughs> doing that no more. You feel me? No. You gotta pay me to get in shape. <laughs> to get in shape, and yeah, you gotta exactly. pay for my recovery, and you gotta pay for my recovery. That's right. <laughs> you gotta
1: pay for me to get in shape. You gotta pay for me to fight, and you gotta pay for my recovery. That's three checks. If you ain't got all three of them, yeah. don't call me. <laughs>
0: And it ain't like you was in front of like, they put you to, uh, uh, so they called just some anybody. They called and put a certified killer in front of you. Like that ain't no off switch.
1: <laughs> you hear me? They'll, call me? They'll call me and say, yeah, go do, a, go do an exhibition with Conor McGregor or somebody that don't know about boxing. Nah, we want not do an uh, exhibition, but with Mike Tyson. What? <laughs> do he know how to spell exhibition? Do no. he even know what an exhibition is? Do he even know the meaning of exhibition? Exactly. You feel me? You <laughs> remember about no exhibition. And y'all, me, and y'all, oh, y'all for that this is an exhibition. 12-ounce gloves, only two ounces smaller than what we normally fight in. Two-minute rounds, so he ain't got time to get tired. I mean, he never been a, But okay, sacrificial lamb.
0: <laughs> we'll do this. I saw you early on. He mixed with one of them hooks early. And Roy was like, nah, I'm, fucked. I'm finna grab him. <laughs> like, you better please, and the referee gonna tell me, let him go, I said, you let him go, I ain't let him go nowhere, you let him go. Yeah, you, <laughs> let's switch spots then, let me get that whistle and you put these gloves on and you, exactly. let me tell you, let, let me tell you, let him go that. And you see how that shit exactly. goes. Let me
1: get that blue shirt and you take yours off and you let, and you
0: let him go. <laughs> yeah, you like shit, I seen what happened to the guy that just fought before me. I'm not finna be a motherfucker face down like him. <laughs> Hello? Man,
1: no, no, not tonight.
0: Like I just, <laughs> I just saw somebody get knocked out literally Sir. minutes ago. <laughs> what? Uh, so let's speak on that.
1: This all
0: right. So let's be. So we talked on that a minute ago about you playing basketball, and we all think that we athletes, or oh, we know we are. Like I'm, a, I'm a crazy athlete, but I ain't never right. been in the ring as a fighter. That's out of my realm. Right. What did you think leading up to it that Nate was making a mistake? Even though Dude wasn't a real fighter, did you think Nate was making yeah, a mistake? I yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew he
1: was making a mistake, not only because of the fact that the guy does have amateur boxing experience, but also because the guy was so much bigger than him. So what they don't realize they put Nate in. Nate is a normal, probably 175-pounder. He weighed 181 on a on a on a heavy day. You feel me? Yeah. This guy yeah. probably came down. This guy more likely came down to 188 or 189 level. He was way too big. He was way too big to And he had boxing spirits. So it was a horrible situation. And I saw the way in. I told my wife, this is not going to be good because uh, because <laughs> this guy's too big. You know? I told her, I said, and that no, was my brother. thing. He got too big.
0: And that was my thing leading up to it. I was telling like people, like, but he a YouTuber. I said, y'all don't know this dude's background? Like, y'all don't know if he had admir- aspirations on being a that fucking all. champion God. one day? That,
1: guy, that Like,
0: like you don't know none of that. And this Nate yeah, exactly. got in there. Yeah, I
1: had, exactly.
0: And like you said earlier when we first started, you did the, a good the, job the, at antigenizing people and getting up under people's skin because you knew you wanted to fight. Exactly. Nate did that in yeah, exactly. his mouth. And they ain't never been in a fight. Nope.
1: And they know where we get into it.
0: Yeah. So like they say, where are you from or I'm from, don't let your mouth write a check, your ass can't cash.
1: But and you need to know what you doing, cause you know what you do it, that's exactly what'll happen to you. You feel
0: me? Yeah, yeah, they put you on your put you on your coins. Like before, niggas, they put you on your wallet. Now, you put him on exactly. his he put him on his coin pocket. Nah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> Put yeah, him man, on yeah. his front pockets, man. And we all know in boxing, if you go face first. It's over. Chances are it's over. It's over. And just like that, brother, man, yeah. once, hey, man, I want to thank you once again, Roy, man. It's, you are an idol of mine. Um, I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan thank of your, you your sport. I'm a fan you, of, of the way you went about it. Uh, I'm a fan of your business admiration. I'm a fan of you. Continue yeah. to be great, man. Continue to do that. Thanks for joining me, man. It's been a pleasure, brother.
1: Thank you, my brother. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. God bless you. It. I'm Jones, a fan of yours, too. I
1: appreciate everything. You. Thank
0: you, my brother. God bless. this already, man.